Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, hour number two on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and pleased to be joined now by founder and managing editor of SpotTrack.com. It is one Mike Giannitti joining us on the line here. Mike, good to have you. It's uh, off-season time, time for the NFL clubs to balance the books, and the Bills have some work to do in order to do that. We got some hints about that from Brandon Bean himself in his season wrap-up press conference but maybe first map out how tall a task might this be in light of the contracts they have on the books and now the holes they have on the roster with 22 unrestricted free agents yeah right there's a there's a lot of elements to factor in here look at the any team in contention is going to have financial issues starting off the offseason it's just sort of the way this works right now so you know, to be, you know, minus 20 or close around to that point with a 224 league salary cap right now, it's not the most daunting task we've seen. We've seen teams in the hundreds at this stage of the game. So uh, like a couple of sizable restructures, especially to your quarterback, and you're right back at cap neutral here. Um, so I'm I'm not overly concerned with where the bills stand right now, but you said it at the end there. There's a, there's a lot of mouths to feed hitting the open market on March 15th that, uh, you know, three or four are going to gain sizable contracts somewhere, whether it's Buffalo or somewhere else. So uh, it's it's less about getting yourselves healthy right now and more about how do you retain and or, you know, replace some of these models that have to hit the open market. And see if you can help us remember, we've been having this conversation, how far off are the bills from where they were exactly in this spot a year ago? It doesn't seem like it was that far much different than last year. Yeah, you got it, right? They were really aggressive two off seasons ago in extending four or five of their own players. 
And generally the second year of those extensions is where the cap uh, bubbles up. So they took four or five restructures last off season. Uh, I know that's not, that's not something Brandon Bean loves to do uh, on a regular basis. And that's just good business to be honest. He's going to have to do it again with a couple more this year. And uh, it's not going to be, you, you know, half the roster getting restructured. Like we see the saints and Rams and Eagles do on an annual basis, but uh, you got to take your medicine just to stay in contention here. And uh, he'll, he'll do what he has to do to get them ready here. So on your spottrack.com site, I use the cap management tool for the bills and I was pretty liberal in my restructuring. Uh, to your point, I restructured Josh, Diggs, Taron Johnson, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, Ryan Bates, and Saran Neal. I got super aggressive. That saved $40 million and put yeah. Buffalo almost $19 million under. But that's probably not enough cap space for all that they need to do this offseason. How extensive are they going to have to be? Or is it going to have to be a combination of maybe three or four restructures, and then some outright roster cuts. Yeah, I, I'd go with the latter right now, Chris. Uh, there's definitely a big old uh, roster bonus for Von Miller that's going to get restructured as well, which saves over $10 million this year. So just Josh and Von Miller alone opens up almost 30 on by themselves. Okay. Uh, and, and some of the names you mentioned will factor in there as well. But th- there's going to be some pain. Uh, you know, every team goes through it. I think there's a couple of starters here that might fall off this roster. You know, I hate to say it, but I think Mitch Morris is in this conversation with his uh, his injury history, his cap situation. He can save over six million if they if he falls off the roster. I think a player like Tim Settle is in this conversation right now, just because of the uh, the savings he can offer in a surplus situation. But uh, you know, nothing I think too crazy right now. I don't think we're going to go too buck wild with roster bubbles on this roster, just because for seventy five percent of the season, this was the best roster in football. And where do you think that for, where where does it start, and how what's the timetable for these deals starting to get done? I mean, free agency, still it's a little bit on the horizon, you know. But when do these start, and how soon? You know, what's the time frame? Well, they, they can start immediately. Obviously, the Bills are in full offseason mode right now. Uh, the actual free agency doesn't start till March fifteenth. The franchise tag window opens uh, February twenty first. I think there's there's at least a conversation to be had there with, with maybe a transition tag for Tremaine Edmonds. Um, so there's something to talk about in that regard. But the teams are going to start restructuring players uh, at will really, you know, right now going forward. It's that time of year for a lot of the teams in the offseason. You mentioned Edmonds, Mike, and he plays a position that is not seen by too many organizations as a quote-unquote premium position, like pass rusher, quarterback, wide receiver, left tackle, corner. You have his market value at $11 million, if I'm not mistaken, on your site. Why do you believe his market value is half of what Roquan Smith got from Baltimore at $20 million per year, or even other linebackers like Shaq Leonard in Indy or Fred Warner in San Fran who are making nineteen seven and nineteen a year? Well, there's two conversations, Chris. Number one, that $11 million is the mathematical value, right? That's just what our algorithm says. Okay. Um, the, the, the Mike Gennetti value for Tremaine Edmonds is probably closer to $16, 17000000 million just because there are, there are half a dozen players now that live up there. And quite frankly, he's gotten better every year. We're culminating yeah. in his best season in 2022. Um, so we do a three-year mathematical valuation of these players. And, and for a year and a half there, uh, he really struggled in a lot of the areas that we cover from, a, from an algorithm standpoint. Uh, I don't think he's a top-of-the-market player. I, I think he's, he, he's projecting in that direction. There's no question about it. But for this roster, can can Brandon Bean go north of 15 million per year on this player? Probably not. It's as you mentioned. It's a 
It's a non-dominant financial position right now across the league, even though there are six players in the 16 million plus range. Uh, I think Buffalo probably has bigger fish to fry, uh, but he is absolutely of value and they're going to at least attempt a multi-year extension. There's no question about it. What about the rest of the roster with Tremaine Edmonds and, you know, Jordan Poyer seems at his, uh, at his point, this point of his career, it seems a foregone conclusion that he may not be back. What other players like, like an Ed Oliver going into the last year of his career, making, you know, contract last year of his contract. Uh, give us your, your thoughts about those two players, Poyer and Ed. Sure. I'll start with Poyer. Uh, obviously the value there is insurmountable. Uh, whether, whether he missed time or was on the field, you could just, you could just smell it in the air. He's probably an 11, $12 million player right now, even at his age. I, I think there's a team out there or maybe three that would value him at that kind of price. The safety market's almost 20 million itself right now. So, uh, that's a booming market on, on its head. Uh, Buffalo's probably not going that route. I, I think we're in a situation where both Poyer right now and Hyde next year fall off this roster. Uh, so it's a it's probably the biggest priority for this Bills team right now this offseason, both through free agency and through the draft. And uh, it's a growing market. So Poyer itself probably falls off if he gets over $10 million a year somewhere else. And then uh, Ed Oliver, that's a sticky situation. That's a player that they wanted to see a lot more from last year. He was probably going to be their top extension candidate right now this offseason, and I, don't, I just don't see it that way. The fifth-year option is about $10.5 million right now. He probably plays that out, and then we're back here next year talking about an extension for him. Speaking of Ed, you know, at 10.7, do you think he's a viable trade commodity, commodity at all playing on a last-year, fifth-year option? You know, we don't see it too much, Chris. We don't see yeah. a lot of teams move off on this fifth year. Uh, what we have started to see is – teams restructure that fifth year option and turn it into a five-year contract essentially with four void years it's possible brandon bean goes that route and then he can simply just use those void years into the uh, into the multi-year extension at some point uh i don't I, like i said it's a sticky situation right now because he's a player you want to have for three four more years i just don't know that he's put the production up there so trade candidate maybe restructure candidate maybe even more likely but maybe the most likely scenario is that he just plays out that 10-7 and we see where we are. Hmm. And as we get to you know the start of free agency and the transit, is there any players that are going to be transitioned or what can maybe players around the league are primary targets for transition or franchise tags? Yeah, the Bengals are, are the place to start. I think that Jesse Bates situation is interesting. That's a safety that has, has, has shown a ton of value for that roster over the past couple of seasons. He played on the franchise tag last year. Obviously, the, you know, the breadwinner with this tag situation is Lamar Jackson, who's going to get the exclusive franchise tag in Baltimore, which right now costs over $45 million. Um, you know, Dallas's situation is unique. They've got Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz. Both weapons, I think they'd like to keep. Pollard probably gets that tag right now with his injury situation. I think the one-year tender makes a lot of sense. And uh, Josh Jacobs probably gets the same kind of treatment in, in Las Vegas for the, a $10 million running back for one year. And then the Giants probably are the, uh, the second most interesting tag situation because of quarterback and running back, right? Daniel Jones at about $32 million could get tagged. Or Saquon with that $10 million running back franchise tag. So they, I think they want to keep both those players. One of them likely gets a tag to start this offseason. Yeah. Wide receiver two figures to be a priority this offseason for the Bills. They're in win-now mode, as you know. But knowing how much receiver salaries are on the open market, is that a scenario where they try to get a proven commodity via trade? Or are they just going to rely on the draft? I, I would be inclined to say draft 
and trade. I'm with you. Let's do it all. You know, the, <laughs> the Stefan Diggs situation was so successful. And, it's, and to be frank, and, and I haven't done my homework, you know, super well yet on this draft stuff, but it doesn't sound like it's the greatest yeah. wide receiver draft. But you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like there's not a lot of first rounders. So there may be a really good, healthy set of second and third round picks wide receiver wise that you could snag yeah. that could slot into that number two, number three position for us immediately. Um, I, I do think there's going to be some names out there via trade. And, and the big one that I'm starting to hear more and more, and especially now with today's news, is Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is not a wide receiver, too, but he's a wide receiver 1A. And he's on an expiring contract. And Tampa Bay needs to shed cap left and right. They are in the second worst situation from a cap standpoint right now. Uh, that's, a na- that's a name I think could get rejuvenated on this trade market. Certainly Brandon Cooks is going to be back on this trade market. And there's a couple other names. Maybe Robert Woods, our old friend uh, in Tennessee, has a chance to fall off that roster, but uh, you know it won't be a, a frivolous wide receiver market from free agency or the trade standpoint. But uh, I think any channel possible right now has to make sense. Yeah, for I mean, I was right. I was the only reason I was thinking trade is because you can control the cost a little bit better via trade than you can in free agency, where you're almost certainly going to overpay. You have to give up something to get that cost control. But with with where the bills are, I would tend to think that's going to be something that Bean's going to have to explore. And that's why I think they were rumored to be in on a player like Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has a trade trade asset as a $12 million running back, not a $16 million running back, right? Because the Carolina Panthers paid out the majority of his, yeah. his contract up front. So that's, that's the benefit you get when you get a player in the second or third year of their contract is, is most of the chunk cash has already been paid out. Yeah. So you're talking about a guy like, say like a Mike Evans from Tampa Bay, he's got a $13 million cap hit. Um, and what's what about the restructure bonus, which was you know nine point one? How does all that work? And what would his cap hit be to the Bills if the Bills traded at you know a two for him or whatever? Um, yeah, what's that look like cap wise? Yeah, so only the thirteen plus the roster bonus. So four, one year fourteen point five million comes to Buffalo or comes to the traded team. The rest would stay with Tampa Bay, and uh, and then you take that fourteen and a half million, either turn it into a brand new contract or you restructure it for this year and make it a friendly one year deal with some void years. So. Uh, it's a it's a pretty friendly situation for a player that I think just wants to reset his market, and I think a change of scenery change of scenery might really benefit him as well. I know in your analysis of the Bills on SpotTrack.com, you were targeting tar- Tyler Bass for a contract extension. How much cap space do you think that could help create if you did that? Minimal. It might be a situation where you stay cap neutral on that. You just want to lock him in for three, yeah. four more years. We're seeing. We're seeing some pretty aggressive kicker contracts lately. When you've got a good one, teams are really locking in players four or five years at almost, you know, the, the threshold is now $6 million for Justin Tucker. So, uh, you know, you're going to live in the $4.5, $5 million range for, a, for an above-average kicker in this league right now. But it's an expiring contract. He got a little boost with his proven performance bonus. So uh, you could stand to shed maybe half a million dollars right now in cap space. But uh, I just think it's about keeping that player long-term here. Yeah. Yeah. Is there are there any trends to contracts that are new? That's a great question. Uh, I think we're going to start seeing more and more teams, Steve, really start to use this cap bubble to their advantage. Uh, This was an NBA thing a couple of years back where where the cap boosted and the teams that were ready for it and the teams that were that, that actually took advantage of it from a timing perspective said, all right. Not, let's not just buy players right now because of what because of this cap situation. Let's front load them and let's bring them in and let's make sure that the majority of the cash is pushed into the first two three seasons of these big deals, because a the player is going to be happy, the agent's going to be really happy, and, and then in year three and year four, 
we can have some real value with this. And for a team like Buffalo, who's looking to keep this window open as long as possible with Josh Allen, like four more seasons of guaranteed money on Josh Allen's contract, you know, it's, it's less about going year to year. If you've got a player that you know can be here for three, four years, let's bring him in on a multi-year contract. And instead of having all this fluff built into the contracts that, you know, the eighties and the nineties had, let's be really aggressive with front loaded deals. The 49ers did this to their advantage a couple of years back. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have always done this to their advantage. I'd love to see a team like Buffalo start to do that and really start to pump more money into the first couple of seasons. And then if they have to do some restructures, obviously it, Brandon Bean will do so. Is that what they did with Von Miller's contracts, like a six-year deal, uh, yeah. but after three years it changes drastically? Yeah, and in that case, right, it's about, you know, at one point in time, does, does he just fall off the cliff? And that's just a, a fact of life at his age. So you had to kind of rush that in. But but to be honest, right, they're competing with six other teams, four of which were probably top contenders like Buffalo. So structure can actually win you out a contract in certain cases. And I think with this cap jump, not that the Bills are sitting here with $60 million to work with, but, you know, the one or two players that they addressed this offseason, you know, safety, weapon, whatever we talk about here, that's an advantage some of these teams can make to say, look, at, we're going to push a first-year roster bonus where other teams are going to say, let's just spread out a signing bonus and then live with it from here out. Okay, so you have a team like Cincinnati, you know, looking at the AFC top tier of teams. Cincinnati's got about $44 million in cap space. How much is Joe Burrow going to gobble up of that? I mean, you could structure it any way you want, I suppose, Mike. But realistically, how much of that does Joe Burrow gobble up and how freewheeling will they be able to be if we're trying to account for the Burrow extension? Yeah, this is new territory for Cincy. Not that they haven't handed out big contracts before, right? They took care of Dalton and made him one of the higher average paid quarterbacks in football back in the day, and they've done that with a couple of defensive players. But that's a team that loves to go year by year with their guarantees. It's called rolling guarantees. That's just their – that's how they operate and do business. Well, that's that's obviously not going to fly with Joe Burrow's situation. He's going to have to have, uh, you know, upwards of $200 million in practical guarantees, and that's going to have to all be paid out over the next four seasons. So – uh, you know, you want to call it a 50 million per year contract. You want to talk about 200 million guaranteed. Those are all the the talking points with the Joe Burrows, the Jalen Hurts, the Justin Herberts, the Lamar Jacksons of the world right now. Um, and, and Cincinnati is in one of those situations. Yes, they have to pay T. Higgins and Jamar Chase over the next couple of off seasons, but they do have a lot of real good value on the offensive line, on that defensive line. I think they're a lot of their contracts are about fair market value. You know, you know there's not a lot of overpay there. So you can probably take advantage of that with Joe Burrow's contract and push some of this cash into the next couple of years and then structure it more like a baseball contract and say, look, we're going to keep you kind of around the $25 million mark here for a couple of seasons. And then we'll go into the forties and maybe even into the fifties down the road, something Patrick Mahomes did with Kansas city. And we've seen how successful that's been. All right. So the cap got set this week or just yesterday at 24.8 million. It's up from 208.2 million, 0.2 million. And, of course, in 21 is the first year in history where the cap went down from 198.2 to 182.5 because of the pandemic. Where is it going to go next? Yeah, I think we're on a pretty good path here. The TV money hasn't really even really kicked in yet. We've seen all these ratings uh, announcements of just how good the playoffs have been, uh, you know, all the merchandise, and everything's way up. So the, the league is as healthy as it's ever been. The only reason it's not going to go up, 25 30 million over the next couple of seasons and in any one season is because they still got to pay back some of that COVID stuff right there's uh there's payments to the nflpa there's some loans that were taken out just for safety precautions um that have to get paid back and then that'll drop some of the overall revenue profits 
But I, I expect a, an 8% jump again next year, guys. I think we're going to push close to 240 next year. Uh, and then after 2024, when things should be back to neutral from those loan payments, who knows? If, if the ratings and the revenue stays like this, you know, we're going to be approaching the 260s and the 270s before we know it. I got to come back, Mike, to Burrow for one more second here because you were talking like $25 million a year to try to cost yeah. control him, kind of like the Chiefs did with Mahomes. How realistic do you think that is when you have a guy like Kyler Murray who hasn't won a playoff game is getting 46.1 average annual value is I can't see Burroughs people stomaching that 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 makes the agent look bad and that's just as important as making the the quarterback happy I mean I guess you know the guy works for Burrow ultimately and maybe he is a team guy and does that but man I got a hard time seeing that flying when a guy who hasn't won a playoff game in Arizona is making 46 a year. Yeah, there are certain contracts in, in all of these sports that we follow that are called poison contracts, right? And certainly the, the Deshaun Watson one right now is, is a poison contract for a lot of these players looking out there for what they want next. And, and that Kyler contract is maybe even worse because there's not really a track record with him from a production standpoint to, to back up what he got. It's not even the 46, 48 million a year, guys. It's it's that's a five-year guarantee. I mean, he's going to get 190 million out of that contract from somebody at some point in time. It's it's an extremely stable contract for Kyler Murray, um, and I'm 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 not saying Joe Burrow's not going to get there, and with this contract, he he will. It'll have all the structure and the stability that he wants. He's going to get the 200 million plus guaranteed to surpass a player like Kyler Murray. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Uh, all I'm saying is the structure of the cash flow, I think, can really help the ownership out here because it's not really about the cap in this regard, right? They can they can restructure Joe Burrow every year for the next six years if they have to to make sure the roster stays intact. Um, and some owners will do that or some GMs will do that. But cash flow is a big part of this. Yeah. So the second that Joe Burrow signs, whatever's fully guaranteed at signing has to go in escrow. Right. I mean, that, that old adage still exists. So you know, the ownership in Cincinnati we're gonna, are going to have to be willing to throw hundreds of millions of dollars in, in, in into an account that they never get back. It's going to go to him eventually, but they can't use it at this point. But in Mahomes' situation, a $450 million contract only had $63 million guaranteed at signing on the books because of the way the cash flow was structured. And then there's two-year vesting guarantees from there, that point on. So he's going to get all his cash, but he actually helped ownership and the GM out quite a bit with the way those first three years were structured. Uh, I think it's a really good plan for a situation like Burrow and Cincinnati that have to give, you know, Jamar Chase 100 million plus, probably have to give T. Higgins 80 to 100 million over the next 18 months as well. Man. Yeah. Be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm really kind of intrigued to see how they do that because I'm hoping they do it the traditional way so they can't spend money on the other guys <laughs> and keep that team together selfishly. <laughs> I'm just saying. How much – and let me ask you this. Mike, it makes a lot of sense uh, because the players are going to get it no matter what, and they're only – they're in their mid-20s, and certainly there's some impatience to get nine digits into their bank account. But still, they got to be – some of these players are going to be really willing to say, yeah, okay, let's do that. I'll wait yeah. an extra four years before I get, an, you know, $60 million into my account, and I'll just take the $40 million up. You know what I mean? So the that's players, exactly right. they get they got to get zero pushback from the players. And and that's the thing. And and Burrow just seems like that dude. And he's kind of talked, he's kind of spoken out a lot about stuff like this, right? Team first, that kind of uh and I'm certainly not gonna put words in his mouth, but he understands what's going on here. You, you know, he's a smart enough uh, human being. He probably dealt with a lot of this at LSU, let's be perfectly honest, right? <laughs> there were a lot of miles to feed there. It was a huge roster, a ton of superstars, and and uh, and everybody had to get a piece of the pie. So if he wants to keep that kind of situation going in Cincinnati with superstars around him, this is one of the ways he can do that. He still gets his money at the end of the game, but for the you know for the for the heart of this contention window in Cincinnati, which you know that's that's a rare thing, he might have to play a little ball over the next couple of yeah. seasons. Mike, thanks as always for the insight uh, and the expertise. We appreciate it. We'll uh, catch up with you later this off season. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. All right, that's Mike Janitti, founder and managing editor of SpotTrack.com. It's a great resource if you want to kind of juggle the numbers, move them around, and he's got that cap management tool so you can mess around on your own. You can pull up the Bills roster and say, oh, yeah, let me uh, let me restructure this guy. How much do we save there? Bang. Huh? Let's restructure this guy. How much do we? I was playing around with it today. Yeah. And it really kind of effectively paints the picture for you in terms of what Brandon Bean is quite literally right. up against. They can, uh, with Vaughn and Josh, 
You can do a lot. You can do a lot with those to get down. They could, you know, they could get close to, if not under the cap, the way it stands now, just those two guys. Obviously, they want to get as far under as they can possibly get, but, yeah, they're going to have to, they'll have to get some people to play ball. And, and the way he said, you know, there's some of these guys that, are, you know, are near and dear to us that um, probably are not going to be around. Yeah. Poyer among them. And yeah, right. the more and more we're talking about it today, the more and more I'm realizing safety is a real need position here yeah, going forward, have... especially knowing Hyde at age 32 will be entering the last year of his contract in 2023. You've got to get somebody in the pipeline there. I mean, yeah, you're going to transition Benford. That's great. But you've got to get somebody here in the pipeline to hold the fort down after DeMar... 2023. It's like one of those you got to think a year ahead type situations. Think about it. you got DeMar, yeah. probably not, maybe not. Unquest- unquestionably Completely a question up mark. in the air. Right. Poyer and Hyde. Who's Hyde's, left? Hyde's back, but De- for one temporarily. Year. Jaquan Johnson is in there. He's a free agent. He's not. <laughs> so they got zero. They got, yeah. they got Christian Benford. And Benford's a hard maybe. Like, nice right. young player, but how's he in transition to playing in the middle of the field? We don't know. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a need position, and I just don't know that you that you pay $12 million to get Poyer back here for a year or maybe two. I, maybe you do, but it just – I don't know. I don't know if you can afford to do now, that. Yeah, because certainly – It's like it's like safety's become the offensive line with Poyer, with uh, Incognito and Wood. It's like you're running into that situation right, again. Right, where you walk into a season thinking you're set and all of a sudden you're not set. Yeah. Uh, the thing about it, too, is what Mike Gennetti said, and you can't feel bad for Jordan about this, his value is at an all-time high. Yeah. There are teams out there standing in line for Jordan Poyer, even at his age. Which is only going to drive his price up all the more, which right. is going to make it harder to bring him back. So yeah, really, so I think it's going to be tough. It would. The only way Jordan Poyer comes back is if he's sitting there telling his agency, I'm not leaving. Yeah. And, I, and he's not going to do that. He's, I, I don't think. I wouldn't if I was him. And I, you know, I've lived. He here. already did right. <laughs> I've been in town 35 years, and I wouldn't tell my. He agent already that. did right by the team. Exactly. With what he did this year, because exactly. he wanted more money this year. The Bills couldn't do it, and he still strapped it up and played and, injured and played very all well. Year. So yeah, I, he's not going to do that, and I wouldn't expect him to. And and bless his heart, I hope the guy becomes an NFL owner someday. He gets so rich. So, yeah. you know that good for him break time for us here when we come back more of your phone calls on what you deem to be the top two priorities for this roster in the offseason we're back in a moment here on one bills live all right welcome back to one bills live chris brown steve tasker with you we're asking you today what you deem to be the top two roster priorities for the team this offseason we go back to the phones where we have some open lines for you at 803-0550 and we lead off this segment with judy in buffalo what do you got for us judy um, I'm curious about linemen um, Becker and Doyle. What is their status, and do they figure into the future plans of the Bills or not? Yeah, uh, valid question, Judy. I would say this. Uh, Butker, to my knowledge, is a free agent, so he is no longer under contract. Came off the Achilles injury, appeared in a couple of games for Buffalo, but at the end of the season, he was inactive. The last three games, so they did not even consider him as one of their top eight linemen to dress on game day. Uh, I guess if you could get him back at an affordable price, he could be a depth player for you going forward. Tommy Doyle is under contract. He's still on his rookie deal. He'll be entering year three. He missed this season with a torn ACL, suffered in week three. 
So the hope is he would be back in time from that for training camp. We actually saw him here this past week. He's still doing rehab here in Buffalo. Um, so credit to him for that. But I think he's also, in the grand scheme of things, a depth player as well. Uh, Certainly. They, they've, got to, they've got to invest draft capital in their offensive line and maybe free agent dollars as well. Doyle's a diff- an interesting question because he was, he's one of those big – he's one of those 6'8 guys that with long arms and he's, he's got a lot of traits – uh, but he has not been able to get on the field in a, in an offense and with an, an atmosphere in training camp for two years where he was given every opportunity to compete. So he was on the team but not good enough to get on the field. Now, a lot of guys flourish after they've been around for a minute, and then that third year they come back and they start – because the first year you're just trying to keep your head above water, learn what to do, where to go, how to be – you know, practice. Then right. the season's over and it's like – then you go through and you watch them draft guys and you think, well, that was me just 12 months ago. And like, oh, I get it. And they gotta, it takes them a while to get their off-season straightened away. What am I going to do? Am I going to be a pro athlete or am I going to live in my mom and dad's basement and work at home like I did in college? Am I going to be my own guy? Am I, you know, where am I going to do this? Yeah. Where's the best way to do it? So then they do that for the second year. They go through their second year and they say, okay, by the third year, they're like, all right, here's how this is going to go, right? So Tommy Doyle would be getting into that off-season right now, except that he blew his ACL. So now he's got that to deal with. But he should be in a better place to do it. So if he can get 100% healthy, this should be a year where Tommy Doyle comes in and says, all right, I got this. But the knee throws a big question mark on all of that. Yeah, especially for a player of his height and length. Um, that's a lot of weight on a restructured, you know, a yeah. surgically repaired knee. So hopefully he's on the right path. He did it. He did it, what, week three? That's the third week in September. We go nine months out from that. You're talking – um, June is nine months, give or take. Um, it'll be close. It'll be close for it'll the be, start of training camp. Yeah, and it'll be eleven months from the start of training camp, just about till week one of the season. To week one of the season, and yeah, that's it's nip and tuck. I mean, then he's going to be how's he feel now? How's, he, yeah, how's he performing? He might be, you know, a guy that you can say, okay, if he if he so desires, maybe they make him a not just a swing tackle, but also a, a guard if he can move down three feet because you don't have to move as much. And, you know, it's all about Tommy. Hard, hard to win leverage down there at 6'8", yes. though. Right. You'd have to get knee bend, which is, by the way, you know, an issue. Harder for taller So guys. there you go. Um, but, yeah, he's in the mix. They're going to watch him as he comes back. But I'll say this, their expectations for Tommy Doyle will be reflected on where they draft and where they sign free agents, and what they see from him in his rehab. Yeah. And rest assured, they'll be bringing in plenty of competition. So that's kind of how things stand on the offensive line now. Hopefully that answers your question, Judy. Um, I mean, we know Doyle will be here come training camp. The question is, to Steve's point, does he look good enough to stay here and be one of the top nine guys to be on the 53-man roster? That's, that's the question. Um, yeah, I mean, if they get into the season and the, and the new league year starts and somebody wants to trade or something, you could see, you know, somebody had a file on Tommy Doyle and thought he was great, and they, they, know they exchange physicals and all of that, and they trade him for a fifth round or a seventh round or whatever. Right. May, but, no, that's not going to happen. And I, and I was correct. Ike Butker is an unrestricted 
free agent. They could get him back here on a one-year deal, pretty affordable, presumably. But again, I think it would be as a depth player, you know, at the guard slash center position. Now, if Mitch Morris becomes a cap casualty, maybe Ike Butker becomes more attractive as a depth player because I think if if they make that decision and Mitch Morris is a cap casualty to save them $6 million on the cap, as Mike Giannitti suggested, I think Ryan Bates becomes your starting center. And then Ike Butker, maybe he competes for a guard spot. And he's your backup center because we've seen that from him already. So that might make him more attractive because he's a far more affordable option than Mitch Morse. And remember, Bates came back after the Bears made a run at him this last offseason. Right, they signed him to an offer sheet the Bills matched to keep him. And that's important because he's tied up for a while. Well, he's cost control, yes. Cost control and... If he turns into your starting center, it's a huge – I mean, you got to think, okay, they like like him at center, but also it's huge savings Yes, over Mitch. And that so. has to, unfortunately, be a consideration, even as much as they love Mitch. I mean, he, yeah, he's, the like, guy is an unquestioned top four leader on the team. Right. Just from a leadership perspective, and I know it's not all about leadership, but in my estimation, he was also one of the two most consistent linemen on the roster this year. Maybe the I would say the most consistent player. Right from start to finish this season, and he's you know he's got a you know so that's a tough years, call. Four years, seventeen million. Mitch Morse is one year for eleven. That's <laughs> he's only thirty though. So you know I know the concussion history is probably a concern there too, but I would extend him one year and try to spread the money out a little bit. I, I with the way the offensive line is right now, I don't know that I believe in addition by subtraction. If you can't re-sign Saffold because his veteran contract is too steep, fine. But Mitch Morris is under contract. And, man, like I said, I thought he was the most consistent lineman on the team start to finish this season. Do you want to subtract that from the roster just for a cost savings? I'd be more inclined to spread him out and sign him to an extension. That's what I would do to kind of reduce the cap hit rather than move on from him because you remove him, now your line's even weaker than it was. Just to save $6 million? I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Because Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. 
That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. Buzz of, for us, all of us out here, I don't know if they see it the same way, but for all of us out here, you don't want to tinker with the O-line. You're anymore. trying to make it better. Exactly. You don't want, you move the money around fine, but don't go backwards. Yeah. Under to me, any you would be if you move on from you got to add to the top of the roster at the, on the offense. If you got 10 offensive linemen on the ro- on the contract, which I don't know, maybe they got 9, I don't know. Say they got 10. And I'm just going to say this too, Steve. The couple of games that he did miss this year, there was a noticeable difference. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There was so, a notable dif- noticeable difference in the functionality of that line, how things were executed, protection, all that stuff. My f- point point is this. If you're going to tinker with an, a roster of 12 guys on the offensive line, add guys to the top of it and cut off the bottom of it, not, yeah. the, uh, not the other way around. Right. we got to take a break here. Steve and I will close it up with some of our final thoughts next on roster priorities here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. It's on the tweet sheet in terms of what are your top two roster priorities with the Bills this offseason, tweet sheet brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving system of the Buffalo Bills. J.W. Sox says wide receiver speed and protection for Josh. Rob says first-round wide receiver, re-sign Edmonds. Doug says priority number one is draft Osiris Torrance, guard prospect out of Florida to protect Allen. Even Mahomes in the Super Bowl couldn't do anything when he was running for his life every play. Second would be to get another playmaker for 17. Overload the offense so much that defensive play doesn't matter. Djack says both should be on the O-line. Enough of the patchwork. I know receiver's a hot take, but if the line can't hold up like against Cincinnati, then the receiver doesn't matter as much. From Josh, O-line, specifically left guard, and hope Spencer Brown takes a step. Second is wide receiver, a better number two to let Gabe solely be a deep threat and a slot wide receiver. Paul says offensive guard and defensive scheme. Rob says re-sign Edmonds, move Benford to safety, sign defensive tackle Jafon Hargrave if possible. He'll be a free agent from Philadelphia. Sign Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle, will be a free agent from San Francisco. Move Ed Oliver to end, draft a wide receiver in the first, draft a few guards and a power back. <laughs> Got a lot there, Steve. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of irons in the fire. We'll be keeping track of it all through all of this. Uh, we've only got so many draft picks and so much money to spend on free agency. We've already got to do re- some restructures. Those will be the first thing out of the gate. And then we'll see. It's uh, They have done an outstanding job of building this roster. They know how to do it, and I have full expectation that they're going to do it again. Uh, I am looking at Daniel Jeremiah's top 
50 prospects in the draft. He has, and this is the first time I have ever seen this, Steve, he's got six tight ends in his top 50. Six. It is a good tight end draft this year. Really, really go. strong. So if a receiver prospect isn't there at 27, you got a playmaking tight end that you can pair up with Dawson Knox. That's intriguing. Changes your offensive structure a little bit. Makes the run more of a threat every down. I don't think it should be ruled out. Might also impact your run game, too, if you can get a kid Why that can not? block also. Let's go. Think outside the box, dang it. <laughs> That's it for us today here on a Wednesday. Matty Glab will be filling in for me the next I'm couple going of to the days Sabres with tonight. Steve. I'm going to the Sabres tonight. They'll see you tomorrow at 1. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.